Rockers. Welcome to the Magic to My Ears podcast with your hosts, Abby and Grace. It's October, so get ready for some thrills and chills, some eeps and creeps, but most importantly, some good old-fashioned Disney magic. So get comfy and let the show begin. Amok, amok, <clears throat> sorry. I mean, hi, how's everything going? <laughs> sorry, I had something caught in my throat. I don't know what they put in that tea bag today. Anyway, welcome to the fantastic episode. And I write, meant to write fantastic, not fantastic, but let's go with it. Fantastic episode about a movie that is so good. There's a whole line of makeup inspired of it at ColourPop, so you know it has to be good. Hocus Pocus. Speaking of which, but bum yes, which spelled W-I-T-C-H. Uh, this one was really fun to research. And because of all the fun facts I uncovered, we're going to split it up a bit differently this time around. So we will start off with the numbers, as usual. And like last week, we will talk about the people behind the... You wrote Cameron? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna edit that for my... <laughs> because <laughs> I was going to ignore it, but I'm like, we have to address this. <laughs> I'm glad Cameron doesn't listen to this, because <laughs> Freudian slip? No! <laughs> no. Anyway, we're talking about the people behind the camera, then the characters in front of it. But, this time we have some fun random facts to throw your way. <laughs> We don't even need a, a machine to make noise. You're the you're the noise. <laughs> I'm the sound machine. It's great. Uh, so let us get started with the let with the five number fact. Oh, you. Oh. We, we only had like five facts, man. <laughs> Sorry, I thought we had more. Uh, we have real quick. Uh, typical as we start with, that we usually start with film was released July sixteenth, nineteen ninety three, which is kind of crazy that they released a halloween movie in july it's like christmas in july but like it's summerine you know if anybody watched gravity falls you will understand summerine and the fact that you're confused i know you don't watch gravity falls and it breaks my heart yeah i don't i'm sorry <laughs> everyone else can enjoy the fact that's fine just just go on with your little numbers <laughs> <laughs> it is weird that it was in july though i that literally makes no sense like i know the 90s were weird but like that weird not to mention it actually, it actually kind of not completely tanked in the box office but it didn't do well because people were like um what well it's a halloween movie why is it coming out this... i feel like it's different than like a horror movie because horror movies yes are typically halloween based but like you can kind of release that whenever and you can just watch it during halloween at your at your leisure leisure mm-hmm. but just be quiet um but but hocus pocus is like literally takes place the night on halloween night and it's about witches like horror movies are not always just about witches and goblins if they're about serial killers or psychos or whatever they're not always about you know like oh the witch did this or the goblin did this or whatever yeah, it's not always Blair witch program you know <laughs> program i don't just Blair witch project it was a Blair witch program guys yeah. we're gonna <laughs> It's one of those days. It's gloomy out. The weather's making us weird. Forgive us. But you know what? This movie's weird too, so it fits the theme. I love that you're trying to justify the mood that we're both in. (laughs) 
Anyway, the movie was released July 16th, 1993, which mm-hmm. seems funny, as we mentioned, for it to be a summer release. But as Grace said, we're not against Summerween. I mean, I am, but she's not, so. I'm definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> it earned $39.5 million at the box office. Well, not, you know, decent, but for a Disney movie, not as high as they want it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if Grace did my did my math right, which is questionable, is about, I think I did it correctly. Listen, you're better math than I am, but it's still that doesn't take much. So I'm just still a little concerned. Uh, that is about seventy one point six million in today's money, and it only took about twenty eight million to make. So it's not too bad. They still made a profit off of it, mm-hmm. but still not as good as what they wanted. I feel like they've made a profit off of all the merchandising and stuff that's come after the fact. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was like, I was just looking at a website the other day and like, there's hocus pocus stuff up the wazoo. Just yep. no matter where you go, they have t-shirts, they have mugs, they have backpacks, whatever you want, they have it for hocus pocus. Yep. So they might've not have made a big shebang and that was probably mostly because of the timing. So whoever decided a July release was a good idea. <laughs> you dumb. But <laughs> but the fact that all the merchandising has come through the years, that kind of kind of makes up for it. A little bit. I mean, I think it does. Yeah. Well, in the long run at least. Sorry? In the long run at least. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and people still know it today. It's it's not like a is it considered a cult classic, do you think? Or is that more of like Maybe cult classic Halloween? I wouldn't say it's called classic Disney because even I don't think of it as a Disney movie. I don't know why. It just it doesn't it has it doesn't have the feel of Disney. I feel like it's too like it's too cheeky. Not cheeky. Cheeky's the wrong word, but it's too it's it's too something to feel like a Disney movie. I don't know. It's like it's almost like a B movie, but it's not. You know, I don't know. I know it doesn't feel fair like enough. It's a fair enough. Um. And last up in this short little category, there were, I love this fact, there were seven statues made for the one minute at the end where, you know, Winifred turns into a statue because she touches hollow ground and then bursts into flames. She explodes. <laughs> Those were not, I always thought they were computer animated because I was just like, I mean, it looked real, but I thought maybe if, if it wasn't computer animated, it was like a mold or something, like something really quick they could do. Mm-hmm. Like, no, they made actual statues and there were seven of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh... That one of them is at Planet Hollywood. Oh, really? Yeah, or, uh, yeah, Planet Hollywood either, I think, in New York. That's so cool. See that? Okay, it would be hilarious to be on on set and see yourself, like a statue, you know, in a mosque that's supposed to be you, get blown up. It's like the same way I feel like if um, actors see themselves in a movie and they end up dying and it's like that would just be so weird oh to yeah see, to see your end you know a dramatic ending of being blown up like you're looking at yourself I'm like am i a masochist for doing this <laughs> <laughs> it seems like such an odd moment for an actor or actress but also how cool to see a statue of yourself made <laughs> yeah you're blown up <laughs> i'm looking at a glass half full okay statue of yourself that's amazing. Can you imagine of having that and then like like you just like hang coats on it in your in your house. Okay, I put that thing in my backyard and be like, please pay homage to me and then you may enter my my domain. Turn it into like a fountain or something. I would love to have a Winifred Sanderson fountain. 
You would. Listen, it's Bette Midler. She's a queen. She deserves to be paid homage to. So, moving on. Yeah, alrighty, Tony. Let's uh, let's move on to the people behind the movie. Except talking about the ones in front of them exploding. Um, <laughs> so, Hocus Pocus originated as a bedtime story that the writer of Hocus Pocus, the movie, David Kirshner? that how you say i think it's kirshner yeah kirshner him uh made up for his kids one night i god those kids are lucky because that must have been one hell of a story like if that huh or terrifying maybe a bit of both but can you imagine the marathon of a story that must have been like oh and then billy could do this they're like dad shut up we want to sleep like (laughs) i can just imagine it now oh maybe your kids mom we want to go to bed it's like no 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 but you didn't get to the best part there's a plot twist (laughs) yeah that's gonna be me (laughs) um so it was directed by kenny ortega who was also responsible for saint elmo's fire dirty dancing and high school musical so you know obviously he's used to doing scary movies (laughs) hey (laughs) those are all amazing movies i've never seen saint elmo's fire but dirty dancing Dirty Dancing is pretty good. High School Musical, I... I let's not talk about that. No, 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 I was a fan back then. I just can't anymore with it. Um, okay. <laughs> move on before I get the death stare, the Abby glare of disimprovement. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. The actors! See, happy thoughts. <laughs> the actors include... Um, Bet, is it better, Betty? Uh, Bette Midler. Okay, Bette Midler as Winifred. We have Kathy Nazimi mm-hmm. as Mary. Yep. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker as Sarah, obviously, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> um, I mean, Katz, I did not write who they did. I feel dumb. What? As Max, there it is. I put it in two different places. I can't read my own script. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so he was Max Dorp, uh, Thor, Dora. <laughs> Thora Birch as Daddy, Vanessa Shaw as Allison, and Doug Jones as Billy, who also played the Pale Man in Pan's Labyrinth, and the Fish Guy dude thingamawitzit, uh, in The Shape of Water. So that seems like a very interesting... So what have you done in your life? Well, I was a zombie. I was a creepy eye-hand guy, and I was a fish. <laughs> I was a fish. I was a fish. Ish. I was the creature of the Black Lagoon. <laughs> Mine is the copyright. <laughs> I've actually heard of inter- interviewed. He's like sounds like the nicest guy ever. It's adorable. He's always like, "Oh, yeah, I love being these monsters." And he's like, they're putting like, all this stuff on him, and he's and he's just like talking to them and smiling. They're putting all this latex on him. And he's just like, "Oh, this is great." I'm like, oh my. God. <laughs> and there's another side of him we don't know about. Clearly. <laughs> It's great. I I love it when the actor is so different from the characters they play. I think it's great. It's so oh, fun. Wonderful. He has a theme at least, right? Yeah, movie monsters. Just like um what's that guy's name? Um Andy Circus. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, all right, so apparently it's one of Beth Midler's um who was Winnie, like I said, uh favorite films that she's ever started, you know, and who can blame her? She was great. I think we all love her in it. Um, there are two different actors that brought Thatchery Binks. Thackery. Thackery. Huh? Thackery, not Thatchery. 
Thackeray. Oh, yeah. Thackeray. <laughs> Why is it spelled with an A-Y? That makes no sense. Thackeray. Thackeray. <laughs> <laughs> it's an epic name either way. Um, so it was Sean Murray, who is the actor, and then Jason Marsden, uh, the, the voice for the human and the cat, which would be hilarious if, like, you're just the face of them, and then you, like, mouth your your lines because someone else is your voice that is such a fun i know they do that a lot especially with scenes and stuff but that would be such a weird concept as like a teenager just like here's my dramatic moment and i get to say nothing <laughs> <laughs> his voice matched beautifully so it they worked did really well it was i didn't have call the research yeah no it was a good call um so moving to one of the best creepy lullaby-esque songs ever <laughs> come little children i love it um, which was an act- actually sung by Jessica Parker herself, uh, was written by James Horner, who is famous for writing the song My Heart Will Go On. <laughs> Great song. <laughs> I, I, just, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it hilarious. I don't know. Great song. I can't correspond the two. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, and it was a... Um, a <laughs> words. You okay um, I, no, I'm going to put the T away. Um, <laughs> um, and it turns out that if the original thinking for the cast had actually happened, you know, it was different than what it turned into, Leonardo DiCaprio might have played the role of Max, and Rosie O'Donnell might have been Mary. So that would have definitely given a d- different feel. That would have been interesting. I feel like Max was, the, he, he was a good choice for him. I think Leonardo DiCaprio was like, too pretty. You know, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, Omri Kent is very attractive, but like, he's like the perfect high school attractive. Yeah. You know, like, Leonardo DiCaprio, even as a kid, looked like, okay, like, you're just made by gods. Like, just step away. Like, well, look at Titanic. He was perfect for that role. Yeah. Like, absolutely. that is the role that he, that's what Max would have turned into. And I'm like, no, 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 no. He needs to be about 10 million times more awkward than that. <laughs> and Leonardo DiCaprio is almost, too confident because i feel like you can't be that pretty and not be that confident one would hope right look and omri katz if you're listening to this you are a very attractive man i am not saying otherwise i am just saying that leonardo dicaprio not the best move because he would have been way too into himself so and i love him i do but like not the right role for max yes max needed a like a goofiness to him yeah more of an approachable yeah, kind of like attractive. he's just a realistic guy. Not Leonardo isn't realistic. He's not a real person. You he's know, not like, a real person. <laughs> um, all right, moving on to some juicy gossip. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, Thora Birch had a huge crush on Sean Murray and would apparently write hearts on his paper when they were uh, with the set teacher, which is adorable. I miss those days where like you pass notes in class and stuff before all this. Um, found it, you know, texting. <laughs> I'm sorry, are you 80 years old? That's my job. Maybe. <laughs> 94, thank you very much. Um, and finally, <laughs> last, you know, fact to round this up, Satan, quote-unquote, and his wife are actually brother and sister in real life. Um, creepy. It, I think it's funny. They probably got a good laugh out of it. I would oh. never, even in a movie... Even when they don't kiss or anything, I would never do that with my brother. That is so creepy. Like, come on. You couldn't have gotten somebody else. Maybe she could have played his sisters, uh, his sister in the movie, you know, or I don't know, just creepy. I don't like it, but move on. 
<laughs> I'm only child, so I don't have a leg to stand on. So, <laughs> um, trust so me, they're comfy. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Um, so they were played by Gary and Penny Marshall. Um, and you may know Gary for directing Pretty Woman, Runaway Bride, and The Princess Diaries. Such love. good movies. It's amazing. Did he do both or just the first one? I think he did both. They both have the same feel, so I'm assuming. Yeah, I think he did both. He just recently died a couple years back, but he yeah, did both. Yeah. I think he did. Yeah. If he didn't, that would be awkward um <laughs> well based on what we just said not in yeah. general <clears throat> anyway moving from that uh, we're done with <laughs> we're done with our first two categories um we're gonna take a little break so you know go refill your crazy tea like me uh check out a message from our lovely sponsor no do definitely do don't listen to abby um <laughs> and we will be back in a tick be right back guys Welcome back. All right. Let's start off talking about the characters in Hocus Pocus with a creepy fact. Real moths, I hate this so much. Real moths were used when Billy opens his mouth for the first time and you see all his moths fly out of his mouth. Mm. He had a special pocket in his mouth that if he just like, I think he had to hit a button. Mm -hmm. And or if he, there was something, it prevented them going down his throat. And he had to, like, make a movement with his mouth that would make it open so he could spit out moths and real dirt. And, like, dust. It's brilliant. But also, ugh. It's also just super gross and so unnecessary. (laughs) I feel bad for the moths. Like, oh, my God, this guy's breath probably stinks. Surrounded by dirt. Like, come on, the poor things. Yeah, I feel bad for them and I feel bad for him. (laughs) I know, right? It's like there's, it's a lose-lose in every way. (laughs) Awful all around. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... The sisters, I love this fact, had broomstick choreography. <laughs> Just the idea of somebody having to teach them. That, it's like what they do with lightsabers. I heard that they do have lightsaber choreography, too, for of Star course. Wars. Well, the, every fight scene, every prop use is going to have choreography, just so that... Especially with a fight it. scene, because you have to know how to do, like, the certain... Exactly. Any kind of weapon, you're going to have to have some choreography. Yeah, but, like, a broom is such a funny choreography idea. It, like, oh. Like, for example, since Winnie was the leader, she had to ride her groom more aggressive, her groom, her broom mm. more aggressively, that don't ignore me, uh, had to ride her broom more aggressively, which still doesn't sound great. Uh, I mean, who needs dance class? We need a how to ride a broomstick properly. I I do. I, I will take that class gladly. People are, I mean, a lot of men already think women are witches anyway. Might as well just lean into it. Can I side saddle it? Can I be a classy witch? Oh, so you're kind of like the original, like, Sabrina this Teenage Witch, like, with the little nose wrinkle, like, in the cartoon version? Yeah, or the, uh, Bewitched Her. Oh, that's what I meant, Bewitched. Sorry, not Bewitched. I meant, yeah, I meant Bewitched, not Sabrina. Yeah. I'm a Bewitched <laughs> kind of girl. That's totally you. Totally you. <laughs> Uh, the kids, Max and Danny, they actually, this is another fun fact, they actually had a problem with, um, with the cats that were play with, that were playing Binks, because mm-hmm. there were so many of them, and they all had to get used to them. They didn't really know how to do that. It <laughs> like, sounds like happened to me, honestly, being surrounded by a bunch of black cats, like, sign me up. I'd, I'd be like, come to me, my pretties. 
<laughs> Tom and little kitties. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, they must just not have been cat people. Because if you're not a cat person, you don't know how to react to them. Well, like, just kids. We also have to take them. Danny was pretty young. Max has those kids. But Danny was fairly young, you know. She was, like, probably, I don't know if she was actually eight, like, her character. But Omri had to be at least 17. Or something, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's playing 16, but I'm sure he was, like, 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess if you're not used to cats, it's a daunting task to have a new cat, like, every couple of hours. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of weird. I think in the end, they mostly ended up having, like, some cats you knew how to cuddle, some cats you knew how to jump higher, some cats you knew how to, like, stay on a rock or whatever. Everybody I don't know. had tricks. Sorry? Every, all of them had tricks that they yeah, did. exactly. Exactly. Um... During her break, I love this, and this would totally be me, Sarah <laughs> Jessica Parker would sit in full costume on the rig that made her broom fly and read the New York Times. Like, how perfect would that be? Oh, Sex in the City, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm picturing her in the ballerina outfit from the opening credits of Sex in the City sitting on that broom reading the New York Times. Or her showing up you know, to dinner or with l- or lunch with the girls as Sarah Sanderson. Oh Sisters! <laughs> <laughs> I would pay for a remake of Pocus Pocus. I mean, I want a remake of Pocus Pocus anyway, but I would love to see a spoof of the Sex in the City characters as the as Sanderson sisters. Oh, you know it'd be good. It'd be so funny. Oh, oh my god, god, it'd be so good. <laughs> um through this research, I really discovered how cool she is, Sarah mm-hmm. Parker. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't love every aspect of it, but she loved the flying. <laughs> like, she always, like, there was an interview with her, she's like, I have memories from the movie, but I don't remember, like, really a lot about what it was about. I just remember loving flying on the brooms. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, throughout the movie, there were some moments where the actors really took control over their character. <laughs> And in the best way possible, I laughed out loud when I read this for the first time. The line where Winif- Winifred says, hello, Salem, my name's Winifred, what's yours? That is actually a little homage to her role in Gypsy. And not only that, <laughs> I, I mean, I, a lot of her lines were improvised. Of course, it's Bette Midler. What, you know, what else would you expect? This movie... I feel like gave a lot of openness to like just have fun with the character. Oh yeah, I mean you have to be, you have to have fun with a character like Winnie. Like I think like Mary, she's fun too, but I think Winnie and and Sarah had to have the most like flexibility in what you because you know Sarah does all the amak gamak gamak and all that stuff. You have to be very flowy and a little bit dim witted like in that sense, and Winnie had to be very witchy and very old fashioned and it just you know. Very what? I calculated and all. Yeah, there stuff. you go. Calc- I mean, she had that amazing wig on. She had the amazing dress. Like, you got Sick. it. And then this line, which is actually one of my favorite lines, is "Wench, trollop, you bucktooth mop riding firefly from hell." That Billy says to her was all improvised by Doug Jones, who played Billy. Oh, I need to remember that line. I don't know when I'd use it, but I need it in my back pocket for like, hang on a second. 
you wench. <laughs> it's great. It's just well, funny, funny thing, actually. Um, my friend Sasha, who has appeared on the show before, our thing is that she calls me wench and I call her trollop. I don't, I can't remember how that started. Friends of endearment in 2020. Oh, it's great. Cause like she thought of wench first. And I was like, well, now I gotta think of a name for you that has from like the same century. And I was like, oh, there's, you know, there's strumpet, there's other things. And, sh- and I'm like, what about trollop? And I, again, I can't remember where it started, but it just, now we're literally in our phones as either Sasha the wench. I mean, no, Sasha the trollop or, and I'm Abby the wench in her phone. So nice words. That's the old fashioned way of calling someone a, a, a witch with a B. Like, <laughs> and worse, actually. Trollop's even worse. You know what? They're funny now. And we enjoy it. I'm not offended. So I just personally love the mob riding Firefly from I like Firefly. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that you mop you butterfly from fighting firefly from hell <laughs> it just it's so many insults in one <laughs> but like if you listen to it you're like what did you call me not like what did you call but like wait what did, what did, you, what did you actually call like, me? i'm actually confused like what did you just say to me explain <laughs> and as well as that line bet midler also improvised all of her cursing like all of the like cheese and crust and all that stuff. She had somebody follow her around with a dictionary, <laughs> which I love. I need a pocket-sized version of that. Or <laughs> <laughs> I need an app where I can just you know, Raven's feathers. Like I just I need. I you need. already have your insult book and your pickup lines. You need another thing. Pickup lines. I don't have my insult book. Oh, I need need an insult book. I don't. I need one. I desperately need one. Do you, though? Yes. I mean, I never use it, but yes. <laughs> I need to get an old-timey one. Exactly. I used to have an app that was, like, Shakespearean insults. Well, then you get, get that again. <laughs> You're golden. I never use it. That's the hard part. I can't be like, hang on a second. Scroll. Scroll. No, not that one. Scroll. I used that last week. No, scroll. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine they just walked away at that point. <laughs> But that Midler used dictionary and she was fine. She could do it in so many takes, though. People had to wait for her cursing. That's true. And I would love to wait for her cursing. She's Bet Midler. She can do whatever she wants. She can. Bet, you can do whatever you want. Don't let anybody tell you different. I don't think you need to dull her voice. She's apparently a really nice person. I believe it. Yeah, so, so moving on. anyway, moving. Yes, moving on, and it's ironic that this is what I wrote in the script after that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna move on to uh, what you all have all been waiting for, sure. And uh, no, it's not another tangent yet because we all know it's gonna turn into one. <laughs> Random fix time, don't know why I said it like that. Okay, so who gets booked? was the first Disney film to use the word virgin. How scandalous. It's funny that it's the first movie. Like, is there a second movie that did? I, I feel like it's the only Disney movie that's ever said that word. Well, I feel like it's never come
come up again. So I just feel like it hasn't really had to been used. I love the stigma that comes with that word. It's so hilarious. I know. It's so funny. Uh, so moving past that, because I don't want to get onto that tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the movie apparently was shot on the Disney lot. But a lot of it was actually done in Salem as well, you know, which explains the extra witchy vibe of it. Um, so we also have a cute little fact and proof that the writers were just as kooky as the Sanderson sisters because apparently they used props to pitch Hocus Pocus. So what they did is they had the execs walk in to a dim room with broomsticks and a vacuum cleaner hanging from the ceiling as well as they scattered 15 pounds of candy corn around the room. which, First of all, is a waste of the best Halloween candy ever. <laughs> but it's also the definition of being a theater kid i'm just gonna put it out there and yeah. we all love it it's great gotta go that extra mile right i mean next year i should just fill my car up to the brim with candy corn and you and i should just like just drive around eating candy corn that's just in my car i will do that literally tonight i will go to costco get a 20 pound bag of candy corn we'll fill it up if we roll a window down like a pound will come pouring out just be like hey guys how's it going <laughs> that, that is the saturday night i need oh god honestly it really is now i want candy corn you're welcome i want candy corn <laughs> doesn't like them just leave you're not you're not welcome here anymore you're not, no, you know we're all there are certain points even in a, in a podcast that we welcome everybody that we just can't welcome everybody you know mm-hmm. it's just they're just a certain you don't like corn. you're not cool enough to listen to us you don't you don't understand and not to mention if you don't like the little pumpkin version Ooh, those are the best so good Try freezing candy corn. The best. no i don't like the chocolate ones because fake chocolate it kind of tastes like a rip off okay. You know? Yeah. Well, try, okay. Really quickly. Yes. Try freezing candy corn. Whoa. It is my history teacher, my senior year of high school, Miss Harrison. Hi, Miss Harrison. Uh, <laughs> uh, she told me to freeze my candy corn. And yes, it's very, very cold, but it lasts longer. And it's actually a nice little treat because it takes longer to eat. So it's kind of like a nice little snack. Well, it's basically just fondant. So I could see how that could. It would change the texture and stuff. Yeah. You're looking at me so confused. Do you not know what fondant is? No, I do. Okay. You're just saying it. My face is just looks confused all the time. <laughs> hey, it's better than having an uh, RBF like moi. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have an RBF. You're fine. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> um, and lastly, last fact of the day. Um before we get on to yet another tangent. <laughs> this is my favorite. I just, this is, I just. This is my least favorite fact. This is your favorite fact? This is my favorite fact. Everybody has a type, right? You have a type, I have a type. Everyone has a fact, a uh, 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 type, you know, it's fine. Billy, zombie, was supposed to be a quote unquote sexy zombie. <laughs> I just, I, I love the idea of pitching. It's like, all right, and then this guy comes up, but he's not just the guy, he's a zombie, but he's not just a zombie. He's an old school zombie, but he's not just an old school zombie. He's an old school zombie that's sexy. It's like, wait, 
I don't know how zombies can ever be sexy because they're decaying. So it's just kind of like... What? Warm Bodies. The movie Warm Bodies. I've never seen it, and I... I... It's the old zombie thing I ever watched. That and Scooby-Doo Zombie Island. (laughs) AIDS Zombies. Those are the only two exceptions. Listen. I'll end it. Twilight. There cannot be a sexy zombie. There's already a sexy werewolf and a sexy vampire. There cannot be sexy zombies now. It's just not a thing. Everything can be sexy. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, The Shape of Water was a sexy fish, so... Okay, okay, hang on. Whoa there! (laughs) I'm not gonna get into this tangent while we're recording. (laughs) Look, not my thing, but I, I, I get it. Like... I'm gonna do myself a favor and not get into this tangent. <laughs> we move on to our favorite lines from the movie. <laughs> sure, let's do that. That's a s- <laughs> that's that's safe. That's that's a safe topic. So one of my favorites, <clears throat> I I used to reenact it all the time. Mm-hmm. Is when Mary says to them. Like, they're about to go look for children again after they've lost Max and Danny and Allison. And Mary goes, wait, sisters, since this is, a, is meant to be a most stressful and dire evening, I suggest we form a calming circle. And, and when he goes, I am calm. And Mary goes, oh, sister, thou art being honest with thyself, are we? Come on, huh? Huh? Come on, show me the smile. Like how you would talk to a five-year-old. She's talking to like an all-powerful witch. You really are Mary, aren't you? I really am. <laughs> I mean that in the best and most endearing way. I don't know. Honestly, that one and, um, but there are, I have moments that I'm Sarah too. Like when, she, when Winnie asked her for a dead man's toe and she just goes, dead man's toe, dead man's toe and a dead man's toe, dead man's toe. And just like start singing, that'd be me. And people would be like, can you get it? Instead of just like singing about it, can you grab it for me? Just like not turn into a Disney princess for two seconds. That's how it's a Disney movie. Sarah is the rejected Disney princess. (laughs) The Sanderson sisters are rejected Disney princesses. And Winnie is the first attempt of the evil queen. Oh, the other two ones, and then I'll let you go. That I love. Yes. Our other Winnie ones. The first most famous one, I have a coffee mug that says it, is, oh, look, another glorious morning. (laughs) Makes me sick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Except for I'm a morning person, so. I'm not. That's me. I know you're not. That's what I would say. (laughs) And then the other one is when she is like, all hope is lost. Like they're not getting the book back. And she goes, this is the end. I feel it. <laughs> I feel the icy breath of de- death upon my neck. And she goes, Mary, take me to the window. I wish to say goodbye. <laughs> this is so dramatic. It's, like, it's so funny. <laughs> and when Mary says, do you want to hit me again? Would that make you feel better? <laughs> That's how every final in history felt for me every test in history this is the end (laughs) and that's me being like do you want to hit me again would that make you feel better (laughs) just like "Eh." (laughs) i can make something feel better just like it's okay (laughs) if it makes you feel better just go ahead 
never felt more I mean really I'm like I'm really Danny because I'm the typical little sister even though I'm a twin but he's two minutes older than me so it still counts um oh my god typical little sister of like you know the whole what do you call them again Max yabos (laughs) Max likes your yabos in fact he loves them (laughs) oh my god your brother must have loved you growing up (laughs) oh my god And I would be the one to totally make the deal of, like, next year we go trick-or-treating as Wendy and Peter Pan with tights or it's no deal. Oh, my God. Well, seeing how we plan that for Disneyland, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You were wearing tights. I'm wearing them right now, so it's fine. (laughs) What are some of your favorite lines? Um, Okay, so I love the whole scene with the bus driver. Oh, yes. We desire children's like, huh? Oh, I take me a few dress, but uh, I can probably help you out. <laughs> it's like bubble, bubble. I'm in trouble. I just, <laughs> I just. If anyone used that scene as like a pickup line, I'd be like, no, marry me, marry me, or marry me right now. <laughs> it's just so stupid. It's a, <laughs> and it's so accurate. Like you walk up to someone. You know, at a bar. And you say one thing, kind of like, like, yes, because they're children. And the guy's like, oh, I'm on a totally different level. I, you, I, I get you, I get you. It's like, no, you really don't. But sure. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. That's so and the whole, um, thou, thou which hates, which hates me in the morning. No, I wouldn't. Oh, believe me, thou wouldst, party pooper. Gosh, it's just, I just, I need to reenact that scene. That that scene is just asking to be TikTok. My brother's favorite line, actually, sorry, speaking of when they get off the bus and they're seeing all the trick-or-treaters, mm-hmm. and the little angel girl goes up to them and goes, bless you, and they just scream. They're just like, ah! That's, that's Jack's favorite moment in the movie. It's funny, because that, that's kind of how I feel, because if I leave, my mom's like, okay, you know, you know have a blessed day and i'm just like ah! <laughs> it's great it's great i, I relate to them on a personal level <laughs> and i'm sorry what were some of your other ones yeah some whoa my computer just moved um <laughs> so another one um is danny's um it's a full moon tonight that's why all the weirdos are out and i'm like oh. yeah that's me <laughs> it's great it's way too accurate. I need that on a plaque. I need that on a t-shirt. It's the full moon it's The weirdos are out. <laughs> it's just, I just, ah, uh, it's way too accurate. Um, I looked some up just because I, like, other than the, the bus scene, which that is honestly my favorite thing, there's a few that I'm like, yeah, I kind of remember. Um, but I'm looking through and it's just, there's, there's moments I love Winnie. Oh, yeah. Just I just, her lines are so stupid. And they're just so great. Well, whenever she says, come, we fly, I want to say that in a group setting one day. I just want to come up to a group of my friends and go, come, we fly. Well, that's how it'll be like, instead of, like, you know, get in, loser. This is our version of that. 
when we're when we're getting ready to leave like come we fly okay the next time one of us picks the other one up or is driving somewhere with the other one we have to say that and i'm holding you to that dude my car is now going to be called the broomstick (laughs) (laughs) it's official god (laughs) um i also love everything sarah everything that comes out of sarah's mouth what a pretty spider (laughs) you know um i was just like i am beautiful boys will love me i just like get it girl yeah hang him on a hook and let me play with him oh my god that (laughs) i'm on sarah such a you line tell everyone Honestly, I can quote that movie, which is really sad, but I can quote, I like, I can, I could do the entire movie myself. Not even kidding. I think we all want to see that. (laughs) No, no, we don't. No, we don't. But, oh, the part that, it's not as funny, but it's the part that always reminds me of me, which is why I'm a literal five-year-old child, is when... Max is apologizing to Danny after yelling at her, and he makes that face at her trying to make her laugh. I laugh at that face. I'm like, I'm 25. Like, he's making a funny face, and I'm like, ha ha, funny face. Oh my god. I... <laughs> I'm remembering the face now. That's funny. <laughs> it's a funny face. It is. Also, the thing that Bink says at the end is really sweet a lot of his lines too like you hags there's not children enough children in the world to make the young and beautiful and he's like woo, bing's got some spunk <laughs> i actually um, for those of you who don't know there is a book sequel of the movie it the book comes with basically the book version of the entire movie and then the second half is the next book and mm-hmm. i gotta say it's actually really fun to read in book form <laughs> Especially if you read it in the characters' voices. It's like watching the movie in your head. It's great. <laughs> but the, I will say the sequel, I had an issue with. It was very fan fiction-y. Mm. It was still fun. Just... But it revolves around Allison and Max's daughter. Okay. Well, that part I was on board with. But then it got, like, then they started adding people. Like, everyone, like, okay, this person has no reason to be here. <laughs> Do the Sanderson sisters come back in it? Yes. But the explosion. <laughs> no, and you would be right. The explosion is <laughs> kind of a reason to not come back, but somehow. Just a little more. Not going to spoil it, but somehow. Because <laughs> mm, the power of fan fiction dictates it. <laughs> Some of it was actually really cute, the story, and then other times I'm like, okay, I'm kind of bored, because this is just literally somebody, like, an 18-year-old girl wrote this when she was bored. <laughs> mm, ouch. Yeah. No offense, author. No offense. <laughs> but, like, also. <laughs> no, I mean, it was cute. Like, the storyline was really cute. It just, there was a lot to it, and it shouldn't have been as long as it was. But Yeah, it's funny, because Hocus Pocus is, it's a decently long movie. There's a lot to it, but when you break it down, it's, the plot is fairly simple what yeah. makes it so good is the dialogue the dialogue kills it in this movie sometimes oh. it's character development or it's the costumes the costumes and the dialogue make this movie there's it's such a quotable halloween movie and it, i'm almost sure that if you ask anybody 
that's our age or maybe a little younger, they've seen it. Like, there's not a lot of people who don't know what this movie is. Yep. Like, I grew up watching it. <laughs> I used to go to, the, to these YMCA sleepovers when I was a kid, and they used to play Hocus Pocus um, the, the next day or at night or either in the morning, and we'd all watch it together, and it used to scare me as a kid. Because it's, I mean, it's the beginning's kind of creepy. If you're a kid, if you're six, you know, you don't really understand. But I just remember very clearly hearing that first, those first couple lines in the beginning while waking up in my sleeping bag. <laughs> it had traumatized Abby a little. <laughs> Not anymore, though. It's like my, one of my favorite Halloween movies now, so. That's good. That's a plus. Are you chewing gum? Maybe I was trying to blow a bubble, but then I couldn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you have any other uh, uh, lines you want to add, or should we close this up for the good folks? I don't think so. I can't think of any. I'll watch it again, and I'll uh, post to Instagram if anything comes up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could, like I said, I could do the whole movie in my head, so, you know, we could be on here for two hours. <laughs> that would be a fun script reading. Would it? I think so. <laughs> We'd still need a Winifred. <laughs> but I think so. Well, and we need a Max and an Allison and a Banks. And <laughs> I'll just be Danny and, and marry myself. It's fine. <laughs> you have some theater friends. I have like two. None of them would be willing to do this. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Do you want to take us out? Anyway, guys, I'm not doing your lines, by the way, right now. I'll do a few of them. (laughs) That brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you for listening in. We hope you had a devilishly good time. There, are you happy? (laughs) To do the next one. And that's not just a bunch of hocus pocus. That actually works this time. Relevant. Ha. Relevant. It's very relevant. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at magic to my ears with all the little periods in between lowercase M and to also, if you have any questions or want to send a request in, or if you have a complaint, (laughs) (laughs) our email is bun and bat at gmail.com. Please send us in whatever you like. And we hope to hear from you guys. Grace, would you like to take us out? Yes. We hope you all had, you know, enjoyed the show. My dastardly darlings, we hope you have a spooky califragilistic expialidosis day. Bye. Bye.